111. Bumps. Drummer. Hey, thanks for joining us. This is episode 30. Mark, can you believe it? 30. Man, I remember. I remember th- when 30 we just, episodes ago yeah. when it was just a just little, a little podcast. podcast. <laughs> a little baby. We're, we're all grown up, Mark. And today we are talking about picky eaters. Picky eaters. So mm. we're joined, uh, and I'll introduce them in a moment, but uh, Mark Dickey, you're with the afternoon show, typically. Yeah, our podcast was a picky eater 30 episodes ago. Yeah. It's grown up so much <laughs> since then. And I'm Andrew Jackson. I'm director of marketing at The Bridge. Today, we've got two guests. We're joined by Kim Willie. Kim, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm awesome. And you are the director of business development here at The Bridge. Yes, I am. Excellent. And Kristen Boyce, our director of donor development. How are you? Hello, hello. It's good to have you on again. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so thankful to be invited back. Yeah. Well, you you had shining reviews last time. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, we are talking about picky eaters. And I know both of you, I, you know, I, I, okay, I'm going to have to admit something here. I I do pick through the... uh, refrigerator to see what I really want to eat for lunch, not just what I brought. And you guys always have really great stuff. You're a food thief. Well, I didn't say I took it, (laughs) but I did see it. And you guys really have great, great selections. You always have something Mm. really good. So... Are you the one that has the 50 microwaveable meals in the Those freezer? Those are mine. <laughs> <laughs> Hence, I have to pick through. A, a sale of- happened somewhere and Andrew found it. <laughs> Another place that has incredible food, like much, much further down the line from a, a, a microwavable dinner is Victoria's Restaurant yes. at the Boardwalk Plaza Hotel. They are the podcast sponsor and their food is incredible delicious i've had it many times the atmosphere is awesome little piano player happening while you're eating delicious delicious food beautiful atmosphere because you're looking out at the ocean as you eat so i would highly recommend it yeah the restaurant is great the hotel is gorgeous have any of you ever seen that movie uh, somewhere in time it's an old movie, right christopher Christopher reeves Reeves yeah and jane seymour yes and if you haven't run out and see it because every time i go past the victoria restaurant and the uh the boardwalk Boardwalk plaza Plaza Hotel. hotel i think to myself oh if i could just go back in time it does and, remind and me of that because it's at. Victorian and has that, that older style look, yeah. but it's really cool. It really yes. is cool. So today's topic, Picky Eaters, I have got to say that when I was a kid, uh, there were a few things that I hated to eat. Chili was at the top of the list. I used to hate chili. And mm. when we would have chili for dinner, I was like, oh my gosh, bring me something else. But that wasn't the case in our house. You had one menu. That's what was for dinner. That's what you ate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so right. My... my uh, I hated the the kidney beans in the chili, mm-hmm. and so uh, my parents were nice enough to make a batch of it before adding the beans. Oh, and they would like, you know, <laughs> little pour my bowl and Mark. then add all the Aww. stuff that they wanted. You were so, one of those kids. <laughs> oh man! Unfortunately, <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. How did how did meals go in your house, Kim, when you were a kid? What was put on the table is what you ate. Right. That's how, if my mom worked really hard to make that meal, you were going to eat it. And my dad was very specific about, we don't waste anything here. He grew up in a different era, so right. you didn't you don't waste food. And um, if we sat there and we didn't eat it, he would make us sit at the table until our plate was empty. You remember anything that you like really hated and you had to get it down anyway? Uh, liver. Oh, I don't touch liver. My mom used to make that. And you know, the funny thing is, after a period of time, I got to acquire a taste for it mm-hmm. because of the way that she would marinate it and cook it. And I, the texture was a little funky, uh-huh. but I was like, you know what? 
my mom is a good cook, so she actually made it palatable. Cool. So good, Kristen. Anything that you any terrible memories from childhood Growing meals? Up? Yeah. Well, my mom was a single mom, and she worked all day, and then would come home and have to deal with us three crazy kids. Right. And then what she was going to make for dinner. So my mom's actually a really good cook too. I learned how to cook from her. So I always ate whatever she cooked. Cool. And if she wasn't going to cook, then we were able to just quickly put something together. So Yeah, so um, you learned how to prep yep, what you like to eat, too. Yes, when Good. you are in the kitchen and you're actively involved with your parents or you're including your kids, I think that helps mm-hmm. enable them and teach them how yes. to be creative in the kitchen. Right. It doesn't all just come to the table prepared. No. You know, right. and seeing the different ingredients can kind of break down some of their fears, maybe, you know, mm-hmm. oh, well, that's just potatoes and I like potatoes or, oh, that's just ham and I like ham. And yeah, it's just reassembled some way and it has some green stuff on it. But we won't <laughs> tell you what the green stuff is because nobody seems to like the green stuff. So, Well, that's um, since I got married, uh, my wife has been so sneaky. Um, I, I am still a picky eater, but I'm, I'm aware of it. And like, I love kidney beans now. Like there's gotta be tons of beans in the chili. Funny. Um, but like, I can't stand the taste of fish, Hmm. but something my wife started doing was she would buy salmon, which is not that fishy. Yes. Mm -hmm. Um, and so she would just cover it in, in sauces and, and I guess overcook it. Mm-hmm. So that it had a chickeny texture, yeah. and she would feed me chicken for dinner. <laughs> she told she you it was chicken, yeah, and you believed her, oh yeah. God. And uh, like, <laughs> go, Brittany. <laughs> two uh, two times through, it was like this now chicken you, tastes now you off. Like it. She's now you like, like, yeah, it's salmon. <laughs> <laughs> and now she cooks salmon for dinner instead That's of chicken. Funny. That's excellent. <laughs> because I'm, you know, it's like, oh, it's. She okay. had to show you that yep. you did like it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and she's actually dialed it back a little bit too. So like instead of overcooking it to preserve some of that fishiness, mm-hmm. I've been getting used to eating fish. More salmon flavor. Yeah. Um, have you ventured away from salmon? Have you tried other fish? We have. I can't remember what it's and called. Th- yeah, but, okay. Um, but I love fish. I have always Tilapia. just loved fish. You know, I think Things that like was that. it. That's probably, yeah. that's a Tilapia safe fish. A, it's mm-hmm. not a fishy fish, so I can see why you would like that. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> So, well, that's very cool. Um, now, some of us have children. Mark, you guys don't have kids. We're just on yet. our way. Yeah. So, you know, I guess I guess to start when we were feeding babies, that that was a weird time because you have all those restrictions about mm-hmm. like, you know, don't feed them this yet. They're not old enough and don't feed them that. But then um, I always found like when we were feeding the babies, they'd get used to something. And then just when you think, oh, that's their favorite meal. You'd go to feed it to them again, and they'd spit it out all over. Yes. Like it was like, oh, no, yep. no, I'm changing the rules on you. So that's one thing to look out for. But then the three of us do have kids, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty certain, uh, probably three out of three here, there's a picky eater in your house. Yes. Yes, for us too. How about you? Yeah, they're they do have their options on what's what they want to eat, what they don't want to eat. Right. Um, some of them are better eaters than others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. <laughs> we're not going to call anybody out no not gonna, we're going to imagine unnamed children that <laughs> yeah i was just thinking about how what you said about when you're babies and you give them like the little baby foods and mm-hmm. then they have the food on their high chairs and they have their favorites well my youngest Melini, her favorite was peas and oh, she would yeah. shovel those little things in like faster than I could replenish them on her high chair. Right. And then in preschool, we found out she was allergic to them. Like, no definitely allergic way. to them. But it just developed. Did she so have a reaction? Is that when that showed up? You never know, too, when allergies can develop. 
it she had a reaction. It just Whoa. immediately happened. Like her throat started closing. She wow. had to go by ambulance. And Maybe she hit her peak quota. She and her body day, was like, you know, kid, too way much. too many peas. You're never gonna make it all the way through your life if you eat this many peas. Yeah, every I think every kid wants to be allergic to peas. Oh, not so me. I loved them. I love peas. Whenever we go somewhere or to a friend's, she's like, "There's no peas in that, right?" No that's peas? great. So, yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. She's super yeah. picky about peas. By yeah, that yeah. Way. Yes. Huh. Uh, Kim, did you have any experience with the boys? Uh, anything that that stands out in your mind that they really didn't like? Um. There's, there's probably many things. I think when they were younger, I actually got away with more stuff. They're okay. teens now, so they're more vocal about what they want to eat. But I've always had this rule. There, you, you can never, you're not allowed to say that anything's gross or nasty unless mm-hmm. you've tried it. Because they would try that. And I was like, nope, you can't, you can't say that. They would Before try, you even They would try that taste. comment, yes. Yeah. And that looks gross. And I'm like, you have to try it. Now, after you tried it, if you don't like it, we can work with that. Um, and they always have to... Just say I have two vegetables and a meat or whatever. Mm-hmm. They have to pick one of those vegetables cool. to this day, every night, <laughs> whichever one they can handle. And they have to put one of those on their plate and eat one of those. And I, I'm, and I, they know it's because I love them and I want them to be healthy. But right. that's just, right. there's no option to not have a vegetable. <laughs> well, I've, I've, yeah. I've heard that if you give them options of the healthy things... Like if you want your kids to eat something healthy, yeah. have multiple healthy things yeah. so that they still get the illusion of, no, I don't want that. Yes. And oh. they still say yes. yes. So so yes. if it's peas and carrots and yes. Brussels sprouts, it's like, well, there's no way they're going to say yes to Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. So they'll take the carrots. <laughs> yeah. Don't feed me the Brussels sprouts. Yeah. Oh. There's like that one bowl of Brussels sprouts that moves through the Brussels meals, sprouts. you know, like yeah. maybe you toss them out too. once a month, but you keep reheating Baking. it and bringing it to oh, the table. Yeah. So that you can like vegetables don't push the carrots, well. bring out the Brussels yeah. sprouts. <laughs> but that is true, Mark. They they get to make their own choice. Right. It's a healthy choice, but they get to decide. You know what? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to eat the squash instead of the carrots, or the green beans instead of the peas, whatever. So I feel like it's a win-win. They're getting something healthy, and I feel good as a mom that they ate a vegetable yeah. <laughs> at the dinner table. So. Awesome. When my dad was little, he told us that he did not like his vegetables and his mom would make him eat them. So he used to cough them into his napkin. No way. <laughs> and then feed them to the dog under the table. Classic. <laughs> That's so strange, though, because it's like like the taste part is the hard part, right? Yes. Like right. what's starting in your mouth? Like you might as well commit. Like, I know. Yeah, yeah no, there's, there's a good point. We Just don't swallow. let our kids spit things out. Uh, like my wife will tell them, no, you took a bite. And it's polite to chew and swallow. Yes. You can rinse it out. You can whatever. But you're going to go ahead and swallow that. Mm-hmm. And and the funny thing that we found is that in introducing new foods or mm-hmm. getting them over that hurdle of objection, we've watched our kids. Both of them have done this. We'll bring the whatever it might be to the table and we'll get them to take a sample of it the first time. No, I don't like it. I don't want it. I don't want it. Take one bite and we'll move on. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, that's fine. But mm-hmm. we're going to move on. A couple of weeks later, we'll serve it again. And try it. Just try it again. Yeah. I didn't like it last time. I know. Just take a bite. Give it a shot. They will. Third time that that dish comes out, uh-huh. they're putting it on their plate. Yeah. Right. Without objection. Yeah. And they might finish it. They might not. But by the fourth time that thing hits the the table, they're eating it. <laughs> yeah. Without any objection. Yeah. Yeah. Without any qualms. And yeah. And they just. And then they like it. So mm. I think part of it is mind over matter because they're so bent on saying I don't like that, so I know I'm not going to want it. But then when they realize, you know what, just like you realized you actually liked the fish, 
you go, you know what? I think I just had my objection, my wall up before, but right. really this is not that bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think reintroducing it is a great idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. over and over. And I have found it interesting that if you and your spouse um, aren't on the same page with food, Amen. then your kids mm. aren't yes. on the same page. That's a good point. So my, I'm not going to say any names, but my husband <laughs> is a picky eater. <laughs> <laughs> he likes just like simple, keep it the same. Right. He doesn't want to try any fancy food is what he says. <laughs> but um, so my girls, I've noticed, are a lot more like him when it comes to mm. the foods like mm. that he dislikes, they dislike it. Path of least resistance. Avocados, mm. I love them. They will right. not try it because he's told them that it's baby poop. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. That's amazing. And there's that. <laughs> Dad has influence. Yeah. <laughs> totally Just for does. anyone wondering, you can take an avocado home and eat it. It is not yes. officially They're amazing. Yeah. They're good for you. Plus yeah, they're very much. good for you. Love them. Yeah. Um, Andrew, you fresh guacamole. What you just said uh, reminded me. I so my wife is the the food expert. So mm-hmm. naturally, to prepare for this podcast, I had to ask her right um, what she thought. And um, we have a, a baby on the way, so we're we're in that prep mode. And she has this book that is perfectly titled. It's called French Kids Eat Everything. Hmm. And it's exactly what it sounds like. Um, if I'm remembering correctly, uh, a woman who lived in America started, became a parent in the States. Um, she moves to France and finds that everything she knows about parenting is hmm. completely different in this different culture. Um, and so um, the one of the things that, that she sent me to, to bring to the podcast today right. was uh, <laughs> that children have to encounter a food seven times before seven. accepting huh. it. See, there you go, Andrew. Yeah. You were onto something there. Cool. Mm-hmm. So it's it's exactly, I mean, I don't know if mm-hmm. seven is the, the real number. Maybe it's just yeah, an average yeah. number. That's but cool. But if your kids don't accept something the first time it's on the table, yeah. um, that doesn't mean never again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is cool. Yep. That's neat. That's, yeah. That and gives that'll me help, some more confidence. That'll help the meal preparer not be so exhausted by saying, I right. can't ever serve that again. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can. That's right. really good. I like and that. You know, there's only yeah. so many menus to go around. Exactly. When you get down to, it's like, tough to keep coming up with new ideas that everybody's going to love. Yeah. Yes. So. When I met our niece, who's now getting married next week, um, she was this cute five, five-year-old little girl. And we were out to like this big family breakfast. And I was trying to share something that I had with her. I wanted her to try it. And she looks up at me with this cute little face. And she says... Um, no, thank you. I'm not much of a new food trier type person. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, she, my husband adopted that through the years. No. He'll be like, I'm not much of a new food no. trier type person. Does he do it with the high pitch? Like, that would be even better. But the funniest thing is that same sweet niece now laughs about it because she loves yeah. everything that she refused to try back That's then. That's great. So, yeah. There That's is cool. hope if your yes. kids <laughs> right. aren't wanting to they'll try turn things, a corner. they'll come around. Well, there's going to be a day where you get invited to someone's house. Mm-hmm. Y- your your kid, yes. who is a picky eater today, is going to go to a wedding. Uh, they're going to go to their yeah. boss's house, and their boss is going to make... Um, Brussels sprouts. It happened. <laughs> it happened here. It happened here uh, at the bridge. We uh, There was a shrimp boil, and yes. oh, yeah. I didn't eat shrimp. Oh, yeah. And uh, oh. that day... I ate shrimp. Oh, really? Wow. I'm not really into it. <laughs> Did you like it? 
it it was fine, but it doesn't matter if you That's like funny. it or not. You, you can't be, be like, you might, right? You That's might right. have to. Like, I feel like you're setting your kid up for failure if you don't yes. let them experience but, all these different flavors. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. Yep. like socially Early on, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. right? Plus, you don't want them to be disrespectful. Someone else has worked that hard to right. do that, and I've always told my kids when you go to someone else's house. You eat what they put in front of you. You thank them for preparing the meal and for inviting you over. You just keep everything mm-hmm. respectful. And I just think that's a good thing to stand by. Absolutely. Yeah. So an important question, though, what if um, your kids are very, very objectionable and they're, you know, they're stuck in their ways, you having a hard time introducing those foods seven times, but they've got those reliables that they stand by. You know, you got the chicken tenders you've got the mac and cheese and you've got the buttered bread and every night junior will put that down so we might as well feed him and make sure he's healthy can a picky eater have a healthy diet i think so i i had to do something when my kids were little because i was trying to find new ways for them to eat so i was i don't know if i looked online actually i went into a store near me and saw some cookbooks and one of them was called Deceptively Delicious. <laughs> and it was written by Jessica Seinfeld, who's the wife of Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. And um, I was fascinated. I thought, I'm going to try this. I took it home. It, it's a lot of prep work um, because basically she's making vegetable purees and hiding mm-hmm. them in the food. So you have a couple weeks of some prep. I don't want to say a couple weeks. You can spend a couple days <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> on some prep. You like steam a bunch of vegetables, then sure. you puree them, and you put them in freezer bags individually. You market spinach puree, yeah. cauliflower, broccoli. And then she had all these cool recipes that you mix it in. Like huh. one of them, you mix cauliflower puree into mac, uh, mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the kids don't notice it. You have to be careful how much you pour in there as far as like the flavor over overpowering something. But my kids half the time did not know. I made these little mini um, pita bread pizzas and I had pureed spinach underneath the tomato sauce and then covered it with mozzarella cheese. And I was like, they have no clue. You know, now they're older now and they do. They're like, yeah, mom. Okay. We know. But I, I felt really good as a mom that I had got, you know, gave them their veggies. Yeah, right. I did. I <laughs> right. felt, you know, I was like, yeah. wow, we ate mac and cheese or we ate pizza, but they had vegetables in that, you know, that's really cool. I it, like it was that. cool. Mm-hmm. I, I felt good about it. Um, I, like I said, they're older now, so it's quite different. They'll just mm-hmm. eat the vegetables. But before I couldn't, you felt good do... about being deceptive. I did <laughs> <laughs> for that. It was for their health. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm just imagining Jerry Seinfeld's <laughs> reactions to these recipes. <laughs> What's yeah. with this pizza? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. It's delicious. That's funny. I ended up buying those um have you guys seen those noodles that are like made of veggies? Yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. they have protein in them too. Like zucchini noodles yeah. and yes. stuff like that. Well not yeah. like the zucchini noodles, but you buy them in the box. Okay. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like protein yeah. plus veggies that were made with veggies. Yeah. So I made them one night and then Any like objections? the next night. The kids saw the box in the closet and they're like, hey, you gave us noodles that <laughs> no. have, they were made with veggies. They weren't even noodles. You're a terrible <laughs> yeah. mother. That's hilarious. They're on to me. <laughs> right? They're on to me. All right. So we'll have, we'll have to have another episode on like where to hide things. Yeah. Well, one, thing that, <laughs> one thing for me that unlocked a whole world of, of culinary excellence um, was I used to drink uh, probably five or six sodas a day. Wow. Like I, I'd get a couple cases of Mountain Dew every, all Ooh. through college. <laughs> and, uh, I was spending two bucks a morning getting a Mountain Dew on the college campus. And, uh, that was expensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every place on the planet 
has free coffee, it seems like. Mm-hmm. You go yeah. somewhere and, yep. and there's a coffee pot with free coffee. Mm-hmm. And all these other people are getting a free caffeinated beverage and I'm spending 10 bucks a week um, picking up a bottle. Mm-hmm. And so I decided to teach myself, all right, I'm going to like coffee. I hate coffee, but I'm going to love go. it. <laughs> so I started getting coffee full of sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and, right, right. To make that and turn. And then the, and this is just a, a guy thing. Like you're manlier if you drink black coffee. So it is true. So I started this process of weaning myself. Like I would put four packs of sugar in my coffee. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right, this week I'm gonna put three packs, and then the couple weeks later, two, one, and yeah. now I don't have sugar in my coffee. And ever since that happened, since I had less sugar in my diet, all of these bitter tasting foods, these things that are either naturally mm-hmm. sweet or just not sweet at all, yep. they taste amazing now. Yep. <laughs> and yeah. so I think if we have a high sugar diet, mm-hmm. it's it's really just Ooh, like, yeah. <laughs> like masking. It, it yeah. masks. Mm-hmm. It, like if you it take does. the sugar out of most foods that are, uh, I don't know, quick foods, yeah. they mm-hmm. taste disgusting yeah. because there's nothing there. Yeah. So the thing about sugar is the more you have, the more you want. You mm. crave it. Your body craves it. It constantly wants it. But the less you have it, the less you want it. So a lot of people, you know, for example, like don't like to drink water. Oh, water's just plain. But the more you drink water, the more you want water. And the Mm -hmm. more your body is like, I need more water. It's amazing. You can go to the one extreme or the other. On on, Mm -hmm. So the fact that you weaned yourself was awesome. And you you changed basically your eating habits by doing that. Mm -hmm. Because sugar is... It's bad stuff. I mean, yes, it tastes good. And yes, I did have some last night, I will say. <laughs> it was quite good. But I mean, if it's all the time, it's then you're just going to keep craving and it's not good Interesting. at all. Yeah. That just made me think of a really quick thought. So when we were little and would go out to dinner with my dad, he would not allow us to get soda because it cost extra money. Mm-hmm. He would literally make us get water and we hated it. We were like, oh, why can't we just have soda? Mm-hmm. So every time he just made us get water. Now as an adult, I don't drink soda. I yes. absolutely love water and water with lemon at yeah, the restaurant. Water with lemon everywhere I go. So that's another like habit that he had instilled. That's good. In and us. when you drink the soda at the meal, it fills you up and you don't even eat all your meal. So yeah. you're getting these empty calories. But right. if you drink mm. the water, you have mm. more room for the good food. So mm. yeah. Love my water. So which brings up a good point about um, finding things that they that you can find in the grocery store that are not, you know, laden with sugar yes. or that are poor choices, where is the best place to shop in the grocery store? The more you go into the center of the store, that's uh-huh. the box, the processed, okay. the whatever. Mm. But if you just stay on the outsides of the grocery store, you know, that yeah. whole perimeter, you will find the healthier foods. Cool. So Very cool. Good, good tip. thing to remember. I've, I've heard it said, if your food can expire, it's good for you. Or, yes. or if your food can go bad, it's good for you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because if it could still be here 50 years after you're gone, yeah, you probably shouldn't be. If, <laughs> it, fa- if it falls between the cushions and it looks the same when yeah. you find it, then it's <laughs> right. probably not good for you. Yeah. Step so away I, from the food. <laughs> I shouldn't have eaten that moon pie. Is oh, that what no. you're saying? <laughs> exactly. Well, listen, if you're yeah. able to share some of your picky eater ideas with us, we would love to have your recipes or your remedies for feeding your picky eaters. And if you have a story about overcoming one of your fear phobias, we'd love to hear that too. Send us an email podcast at 887thebridge.com. Be sure to download the Bridge mobile app. You can get the latest podcast episodes there. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with a friend. There's a very good likelihood that they are not going to be as picky about this podcast as they are about their food. (laughs) And you can get complete show notes on our website, 887thebridge.com.